0: Hi, this is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Spartan 117, and you're listening to Geekaholics, all things geek, and finish the fight. Chief, out. And welcome back to the Geekaholics, where we all float. I'm your host, Charlie. And I'm Alex. Keith, um... It's, I don't know. Maybe going the way of the Andy. I'm not sure. It's uh, Hard to very say. difficult to get them nailed down for anything right now. Yeah. So. Parenthood. Uh, I, I call that no excuse. I have one that's younger and I'm still managing to do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll just. Yeah.
0: But. This yeah. is going to be a spoiler cast. I mean, I guess this can technically be a spoiler cast for it. The 2017 one, the one that just released like two days ago.
1: Yeah. Um, so major spoilers ahead. Yeah. Big and, time.
0: <laughs> so I said I guess it's still a spoiler cast because I'm going to assume the movie was different enough from the original miniseries and the book that there may be some sort of twist or turn that that they may not see coming.
1: Well, I think it's more about Like when I spoilers, it's we're only going to spoil it for people who don't know anything like people who have never seen the the original miniseries or even read the book
0: like me. Yeah, that's going (laughs) to spoil
1: the main story. But if you've either read the book or seen the miniseries or like myself done both many, 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 many times, there's not going to be new information here for you. But where there is something we are going to spoil and that's certain visuals and scenes in the movie. So beware of that as well.
0: So before we get too far into this, what are we drinking? It smells really good.
1: We are drinking the Heritage Hills Beekeeper Blend honey flavored bourbon whiskey. Oh, that is about the best honey whiskey I think I've ever had. You're goddamn right. I am not a big fan Ooh. of honey whiskey, but this I'm not either. They get yeah. No, I I've tried American honey. I tried the Jim Beam honey. I've tried uh Jim Beam Jim Beam. Honey, I've tried several others and right um, now
0: somebody's going wait, it's Jim Beam and not Jim yeah, Beam. <laughs> it actually is
1: Beam. Um, and I was just not a fan. It tasted like cheap bourbon with sugar. Pretty this much. This tastes like honey with bourbon in it.
0: Mhm. That, that's fair yeah, assessment.
1: It's it's absolutely fantastic.
0: Well, that is really good. It almost just kind of tastes like a hot toddy.
1: Mhm.
0: <laughs> that's really good. That can be really that could be one of those where I'd make the bottle disappear and not recognize it. Oh
1: yeah, no, yeah. I was. I, I'm not a big fan of bourbons. Uh, I do like whiskey. I've discovered that I like many different forms of whiskey. Um, I will say that this. I got this. Um, sorry about this.
0: No, he's digging for something, digging guys. For something.
1: Uh, well, anyway, it's uh, apple cider flavored. Bourbon. It's called uh, Serpent's Bite, or some, Viper Bite, or some shit like that. It's got to do with a snake. Anyway, uh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's just awful. <laughs> Venom ass. Yeah, it, it's, it literally just tastes like apple ass. Um, it's supposed to be apple cider flavored, and it just comes across as apple ass. So, um, I was not impressed. I'm glad I only bought a shooter of it, uh, because I was originally going Ooh. to buy and that thing's just going to try to kick your ass.
0: No, I, I barely... I barely nicked it, and it was, I guess, just balanced by, like, a yep. cunt hair.
1: Um, but it, it, it tasted like apple's ass, uh, so I definitely wouldn't recommend that. Apparently, the Crown Royal apple's really good.
0: Oh, yeah, it is. I got yeah. that at the house. <laughs> um, but I, I like
1: my Canadian whiskeys, Crown in particular. Uh, my scotch, of course, is Glen Marangi. That's That's the one I prefer. Uh... Irish whiskey is Jameson, and this is probably going to be my bourbon go-to. Um, I'm just not a big fan of straight bourbon, I don't think.
0: I don't think you've had the right type of
1: bourbon. That's also possible. Like, I haven't had Maker's Mark yet.
0: Bourbon is very much one of those alcohols that the more you spend on it, you can taste the difference versus, like, like nine, it's not like vodka or the $9 one's going to taste about the same as the $90 Rubbing one. Rubbing alcohol, yeah. It's... You know, you can actually taste the difference.
1: With vodka, you have to get into the stuff that's actually made out of potatoes, which is where vodka was what what it was originally distilled from, was yeah, potatoes. I don't,
0: know, I don't know how the Irish missed that. <laughs> yeah. It's a
1: Russian thing. Figure that out. But uh, um, it, when you get into the stuff that's actually made from potatoes, it's a totally different thing.
0: Because yeah, I know I can't usually have vodka because it just gives me heartburn.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, this wouldn't be any better in that regard. It just tastes better. But enough about
0: alcoholism. Yeah, so, hold on. Uh. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. But um real quick before we jump into it, uh, I know you're redoing a playthrough of Witcher 3. Yeah. Uh, I've picked up Destiny 2, and I'm just about raid ready, even though I still got about four days left for the for first drop of the raid. Um, and some people, well, what's raid ready? Yeah, there's a certain power level you have to hit yes. before you go do the raids.
1: Yes. No, I'm not going to play Destiny 2. I did play the first one. Um, I'm not going to play the second one because it requires PlayStation Plus. And as longtime listeners may know, I don't play well with others, so I don't play a lot of games online.
0: Ah, uh, you played Destiny with me.
1: I did. I played it with you. Uh, everybody else that I played with was absolutely insufferable and I hated it (laughs) um but uh that and with my job right now I just don't have time to play a game like that I mean hell I've probably put a grand total of four hours in on the PlayStation 4 in the past week
0: which is pretty low for you yeah
1: which is really low for me um so yeah, my job keeps me pretty busy these days. I wouldn't have enough time. Anytime I jumped onto Destiny, like I'd be way behind because I just couldn't keep up. I don't have the time.
0: What I would do is I would have a character that I don't that I would only play if I was playing with you. Ah, well, that way it keeps them on the, the same path.
1: The point is, is I don't want to pay the twenty bucks every three months for PlayStation Plus if the only thing I'm going to do it, do with it is play Destiny.
0: I mean, you get free games too. Yeah, but I don't want to play those.
1: I want to play what isn't coming out until the
0: beginning of the year. I don't even know what that is.
1: Uh, Dissidia uh, is coming out at the beginning of the year. Um, Battlefront 2 is coming out at the beginning of the year. Um,
0: Unless that game comes with free blowjobs, I ain't getting it. I'm getting it. (laughs) I've seen
1: the gameplay for it. Um, I've read about the single-player campaign. It's supposed to be about eight hours long. Uh, so I am getting it.
0: I might get it when it's twenty dollars.
1: I'm getting it in the blind hope that eventually I'll be able to play it with you. So
0: I was burned so bad off the first EA Battlefront.
1: Yeah, but see, that's the thing. Like I've always maintained with our our particular group of friends that like I could put horseshit in a box and label it authentic Star Wars Bantha Poodoo, and like nine out of ten of our group of friends would buy it. Probably. I mean, when when I found out who was making Battlefront 2, when I found out it was DICE, I told everyone, it's going to be shit. You're going to hate it, and you're going to wish you hadn't bought it. Oh, no, 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 no. It's Star Wars. I don't care. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody said the exact thing that I said they would say after they played it. It's shit, and we got ripped off.
0: I ended up playing it for about 25, 30 hours, but... It got very repetitive after about four or five.
1: And in my humble opinion, that makes you a fucking masochist. The fact that you played that game for thirty five hours. Yeah, I played that game for thirty five minutes. And I'm gonna get my
0: best. I'm gonna get my money out of this hundred dollar fucking game. Oh god. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So that's just kind of what I've been doing. Oh shit! I didn't watch the new My Hero Academia that came out.
1: Oh yeah. Um, let's see, as far as, like, what I'm watching, I don't go to theaters, uh, I made an exception for it, because we'll get into that, but I don't like going to the theater, so I didn't get to see the Power Rangers movie until after it came out on DVD, I don't care what anybody says, that movie was actually entertaining. That's all you can hope for. Yeah, Alien Covenant was shit.
0: That looked like
1: shit. Uh, it's shit, uh, it's as bad, if not worse, than Prometheus, as if such a a thing were possible. Um wow. it it answers nothing and creates more confusion. It ex- right. it it takes the confusion of Prometheus and actually increases it exponentially. <laughs> it 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 answers nothing and creates it it actually creates a vacuum of information. Alien Covenant created the like quantum singularity of information. Now, we're not just not getting any information, but any information we might have had has been sucked into a black hole, and we'll never find out. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Ridley Scott, good job. You've got your own head so far up your ass that you're thinking with shit.
0: (laughs) Uh, I think that's enough of kind of what we've been doing. Let's get into the meat of the podcast here. So, this is the part... Well, it's going to be a quote-unquote spoiler cast, yeah. not in the sense of a normal spoiler cast. But it's going
1: to be kind of odd for a spoiler, yeah. but yeah.
0: <laughs> Review cast with yeah. spoilers, however yeah. the hell you want to call it. Sure. Uh, so turn it off now, go watch the movie, and get yes. back with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but first, let's go ahead and start with, I managed to get you to go to a theater. Yes, your, you did. <laughs> what you... was your thought of the Alamo Draft House?
1: That place is fucking fantastic. And Hands down, that is the best theater experience I've ever had.
0: And for those wondering what Alamo is, there's, I think it's the chain that started this idea, and then other chains have picked up and made a few of their theaters here and there like that. But it's basically a full service restaurant that they wait on you during the movie. And, you know, it's all the powered leather recliners. There's only so many seats. They take absolutely, if they see a cell phone, you're booted out.
1: You get one warning and then you're gone.
0: No if ands or buts, you're fucking gone. And it's, so it's just one of those. It's really nice. I think the showing we had last night was 18 plus. Yep. Uh, when I went to see Spider Man Homecoming, that was like the opening weekend or the weekend after they just opened, and I got into a 21 plus showing. So that uh-huh. was really nice. <laughs> Didn't have to worry about anything. I
1: think I think the thing that impressed me the most, and the thing that I was most pleased about, is the fact that during the movie, there wasn't a single sound coming from anyone in the audience except in, in, in appropriate places
0: mm-hmm. like a little gasp or a yeah, squeal like or little
1: gasp or a squeal or laughter during a funny line you know places you expect that whereas the last time I went to a movie theater not Alamo Draft House uh was when I went to see Suicide Squad and there was somebody in front of me like um not the row right in front of me but the one just past that who kept pulling out their cell phone and I was asked to leave because I told them if they take their cell phone out one more time, I was going to come down there and fucking choke them with it. <laughs> and they asked me to leave. Because
0: well, I mean, you're being violent.
1: Yeah, I threatened them with violence, yeah, but if they hadn't been pulling out their cell phone, I wouldn't have had to. Uh, So that, like, turned me off to theaters and completely.
0: I think the reason why is because <laughs> the Alamo Draft House is a few dollars more per ticket. Yes. But it's one of those, they don't have the $5 movie days. So yep. that type of person is not going to go.
1: I would rather pay a few extra dollars and have the kind of movie viewing experience that I had there than save, than get in for $4 and have to put up with the general public
0: assholes. Exactly. And the best thing, too, is assigned seating. You go, you pick out your seats. Yes. And, and that is there. what
1: you get. <clears throat> Nobody else gets your seat.
0: You can't lose your seat. So, you know, if the movie's seven o'clock, you could show up at seven o'clock and your seat is still open. That is your seat. You paid for it, it belongs to you. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> but I mean, I, I I've been there twice now and I enjoy I like the fact that I can sit there and have a beer if I want to. Yeah. I, we mm-hmm. both had Shiner Box last we night. We had
1: Shiner Box. It was very good. We also had...
0: The Kingsman Burger. Yeah, I what yeah, the hell Some was. Kingsman it Burger. Great. It
1: was fantastic. They had curry ketchup, which I've never had before, and I'm going to figure out how to make because it meat was... Meat
0: Grinder Burger.
1: Meat Grinder. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but, that
0: tastes like the sriracha ketchup I make at the house, so I can show you pretty okay. easily how to do that.
1: Um so that was abs it was I was just impressed overall.
0: So their menu for people kind of like, Well this sounds interesting. If you're in the Springfield area, basically they keep as much local as possible. That includes the beers, the food, all of it is sourced as local as possible. So the meat grinder burger was bourbon brown sauce, whiskey onions, horseradish mustard, seasoned bacon, which was fucking amazing. Yes it was. White cheddar. And then served with pub fries and curry ketchup. And the yep. pub fries were really good too. Yes, they were. The only complaint, quote unquote, I had was the burger needed a little bit of salt and pepper or something on it. Mm.
1: I don't salt and pepper. So uh IS&P but, <laughs> yeah, I SP
0: everything. Yeah.
1: I don't put salt and pepper on anything. If I season something, usually it's with garlic or sriracha or both.
0: But yeah, yeah. so that anyway. was. But I got the, Alex to go to the theater.
1: Yeah, the, the food was great. The theater was great. The people were great. I left him a $9 tip, Woo. which I don't normally do. Um, just everything about it was so fantastic.
0: I, Hell, you made my $4 tip yeah. look like fucking I, penny bags. Yeah,
1: I could not I could not <laughs> have been more pleased with the with the whole thing.
0: So, let's get on to the movie at this point. Yeah. Um. Now, I'm wanting to... Um, not specify. I want to start with... God, I can't English today. I'm too fucking tired. English this is hard. Damn destiny and crime, baby. <laughs> but um, I have never read the book, It. I've never seen the Stephen... Not Stephen Curry. That's a basketball player. Tim God Curry. Thank you, Tim Curry. Fuck. I'm just... I want to take a drink when I'm done talking okay. about that. But uh, I've never seen his It either. His Pennywise. Yeah. I enjoyed it, and I usually don't like horror movies. That, yeah. So, yeah. now, I will say for me, um, the entire movie experience came off more as what I would personally call a suspense movie instead of a horror movie. Um, now, it's usually hard for me to get so engrossed with the movie that I'm kind of like watching, like, oh, man, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And I was actually doing that kind of multiple times. Yeah. And... Um, Yeah, so that's why I I enjoyed it. So if I'm saying I enjoyed a horror movie, it it might be worth watching. Yeah. Uh, The thing
1: that any of our listeners will know is usually even when I really like a movie, I have complaints about it. I don't have anything bad to say about this movie. Whoa. I thought about it all (laughs) last night and all of today, and I can't find a single negative about the movie. There was absolutely nothing about this movie that I did not
0: like. I mean, that's that in and of itself is saying a lot. So me saying I enjoyed a horror movie and Alex saying there ain't a damn thing wrong with it, yeah. That should those would be some pretty high, you know, that's some high pretty high praise.
1: Yeah. I, however, um, am very familiar with both the book and the original miniseries,
0: and we've told the story once before on the podcast, but. Like the first time you watched it when you were a little kid. <laughs> yes, the first time I watched
1: it when I was a little kid. There's a scene at the very beginning of the movie. It's in the first like 15 minutes of the first part, which was a it was a two part miniseries that was shown on uh, uh, two separate nights right in a row on ABC, and I want to say it was in either 89 or 90. Um, which I think would it was make 89, me, which would make me either 10 or 11 at the time. <clears throat> And there's the scene at the beginning where Georgie gets pulled down into the sewer by Pennywise. And there's this scene where it's just him tilting his head to one side. And he's got the yellow eyes and the razor sharp teeth. And he's coming at the screen, you know, with his mouth open. And that scene scared scared me so bad (laughs) that I laid arrow straight in my bed for almost the entire night with the blanket pulled up directly under my chin and just sleeping like mummy still. <laughs> I, I I usually sleep on my side, but I could not roll to one side or another because I was totally convinced that whichever side I rolled to, that would be the side that Pennywise would come out from <laughs> under my bed on. And
0: this is why younger yeah. children shouldn't watch horror movies. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, I did not sleep at all that night. I woke up the next day to go to school, and uh, that's all anybody would talk about was was it. That's all anybody talked about for months was how terrifying that movie was. I would actually read the book. Um, parents, I don't recommend that you do this because mm. I'm damaged people now. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But I actually read the book uh, at, like, age 12.
0: Well, that's a little, yeah. little young for a Stephen yeah. King book.
1: Um, so, uh...
0: <laughs> Most people are reading Harry Potter. Like, yeah. At, I'm reading I'm, I'm it. I'm reading
1: it. <laughs> um, so, I'm familiar with both the original source material and the miniseries, and I've continued to watch the miniseries and read the book through all the years. So there's very little about it that I do not know.
0: Now, I, I like I said, I've never watched or read any of it. <clears throat> but just because of what it is, there are certain things that I know because it's, you know, it's pretty high up there in the pop culture. Yes. Territory. No, it's not as high as like Star Wars or Star Trek, but it's still pretty yeah. popular.
1: Pennywise is sort of the pinnacle for the creepy clown. Yeah, I mean, he... <laughs> He's the gold standard.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, I do know the original was set in, what, 56, correct? 58. 58. Yeah, I think so it's 1958 or 59. Yeah. And they put it in the late 80s, yeah. which... Perfect. Perfect. Bravo. I love the fact you did that. Perfect. And I know why they did it, too, yeah. because the person watching it, you know, we're their target audience. Yes. We can remember that time period. Yes. We wouldn't give... to. We wouldn't be as About engrossed the with it... ...with the
1: late 50s. Yes. I mean, not to mention the fact that in the book... Um, So you've got the kids in like 1958 or 59, and then uh, later it's like uh, 1987, 88, 89, 90, depending on if you're talking about the book or if you're talking about the miniseries. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was still appropriate when it came out in the 90s. Because the target audience would remember being a child back in the 50s because they'd be in their 40s. Yeah. Um, Whereas for me, you know, I had no concept of the 50s then. But now, you know, I was a kid... I was that age back then when they were kids, so mm-hmm. this is like perfect nostalgia for me. I would I like I pointed at the screen a couple of times because at the movie theater they were showing Lethal Weapon and, yeah. and Batman.
0: And Beetlejuice posters. Yeah, and
1: Beetlejuice posters and shit. And those were the kinds of things that I was Nightmare dealing. on Elm Street yeah. five. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street five. I was I was into those things at that age. But so. you would
0: have you would have been the roughly the age of the main the main kids and I would have been Yeah. Roughly the age of Georgie. Yeah, I'd, I'd have been about six at that time.
1: So that was really cool that they moved it forward.
0: Totally I appropriate. Say, I did not see an NES anywhere. Kind of wish they would have snuck one of them in somewhere. <sighs> yeah, or, or Commodore sixty four.
1: Yeah, but that a lot of that has to do with like you know licensing, I'm licensing, sure. and you know making sure that uh, you know people are paid. Yeah, for stuff like that, like you know.
0: I mean, I know why they didn't, but it yeah, would have been nice it to been
1: cool. yeah, see like, one hey, just sitting back there like, ah. That. I mean, they talked about Street Fighter. Yeah. Not Street
0: Fighter 2. Street Fighter. Street
1: Fighter. And they actually showed it. Yeah. And and I'm like, how many people are going to recognize that game? Street Fighter?
0: Not many. Yeah.
1: Not many people are going to know Street Fighter.
0: Like Street Fighter 2, tons of people. Yeah. One, everybody knows mm. Street
1: Fighter 2. Very few people know uh, Street Fighter um, just interesting aside, uh, Street Fighter was only on one console that I'm aware of, uh, called the TurboGrafx-16, <laughs> and it was called Fighting Street. Nice. So, yeah, not a lot of people knew about Street Fighter.
0: So, we start off, and I'm assuming the original miniseries starts off the same way with the one kid that's sick making the boat for the younger brother.
1: But my whole thing... Yes and no. That's not the opening scene, but
0: yes. Where he's... Well, yeah, I'm just kind of the opening 15, 20 minutes. But my whole thing is... I'm I'm kind of thinking... Because we get to the first reveal of Pennywise there. Yes. Oh, my God. Which was fucking brilliant. Yes. (laughs) I'm sorry. I've never... Like I said, I've never seen the original It. Tim Curry... To me, can't really be scary and creepy. The He's hilarious. Squ- not Squizgard, but whatever hell his name is. It's uh, the guy that plays Pennywise in this one. It's Scars. Oh, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, he
1: brought the creep factor. Oh my god, yes. He was he was varying between creepy, downright creepy, which I personally find hilarious because I'm morbid and twisted in the head. Um. And downright terrifying. Like he pulled off both perfectly.
0: Yeah, he's done it so well, I think he typecast himself. He's uh-huh. never gonna be able to get anything again. Yeah.
1: At least not in clown white, but oh, everything about him. The eyes. I mean, like, did you notice that constantly his eyes
0: were moving kind
1: of were their own. like moving off center? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the buck teeth. I thought at first, what's with the buck teeth? And then I noticed they're fucking razor sharp. Yeah. So, yeah, just everything about him. And I will say this, um, Tim Curry, Pennywise, nothing like he's described in the book. Absolutely nothing like he's described in the book. Bill Skarsgård, Pennywise, almost perfect.
0: And... So we get to the part, you know, where the boat goes into the, the sewer. Uh-huh. And the reveal is awesome. The kind of the working, like he's like the creepy child molester kind of uh-huh. there in the sewer, working on getting the kid. And there's the old lady yep. out on her porch. How does she not hear any of that?
1: Okay. That, is it that's that's a long conversation.
0: Now, the way I kind of interpreted it is because because they're adults. They've, they're, quote-unquote, not scared of a lot of things. They don't, they don't recognize what Pennywise is doing.
1: Belief is part of it. Um, it sort of casts it. <laughs> yeah, okay. It sort of casts... <laughs> we're uh, not going to ding it. it yeah.
0: It's going to make it upon yeah. itself when we're not yeah. even going to try to do it.
1: Uh, it sort of casts it, uh, a kind of a miasma over Derry, a sort of psychological miasma. They just don't see it. They don't notice it.
0: And we we saw that reflected in that one yeah, scene.
1: They know it's happening, but they don't know it's happening. Like, uh
0: it, it's... Oh, how can I... <laughs> so he puts them all in the Sukiyomi before he yeah, devours the kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really is... Uh,
1: the adults, they know that these terrible things are happening. These children are disappearing. They're getting murdered But they're constantly making excuses and giving reasons why, like, in the miniseries and in the book, um, the police don't really do anything about the child disappearances. They put in a curfew, and they patrol in cars and stuff like that, but they're really not actively pursuing anything. And they're always saying things like, well, the kid's father took him, or maybe they ran away.
0: And that's somewhat reflected in this movie.
1: Um, so that explains why she didn't immediately rush out and see why Georgie was crouched over a storm drain. Because in some way that apathy
0: infects them but all. That part I understood, but when Georgie starts screaming, I mean she didn't that was the part I'm like, she's not hearing yeah. this? I'm not sure that she was outside. She was she was Okay putting up her like outside blind okay. thing.
1: I mean there was a storm going on, so maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know, but that kid was shrieking pretty loud, so but again in um in the mini series, Bill as an adult actually says this whole town is it in some way. So it it, it sort of infects them all, and you know, they just turn their head
0: without I mean, even yeah. thinking about it. And, and that's something that humans do once you get Exposed to something so much We as a species just tend to be like well, I don't fucking care it's not happening to me Yeah uh,
1: part of it's shock Part of it is what it does As as the as You know in being what it actually is
0: Now the mouth When, when you see oh. him Like just chomp the arm off
1: Oh my eyebrows shot Straight up because you know what It's never explicitly Said what Pennywise does to Georgie Now, in the miniseries, they say it pulled one of Georgie's arms off, implying that Georgie was lying there with his arm gone. In the book, it's slightly more graphic about his arm being torn off, but they found Georgie. So I always got the impression that Pennywise just ripped his arm off and killed him. No, <laughs> apparently in this one they decided to give you the full Monty, and Pennywise straight bites his fucking arm off,
0: <laughs> up to his up to his elbow.
1: Yeah, like literally just about between his elbow and shoulder, he literally just bites his goddamn arm off, and then Georgie's crawling away screaming, and then Pennywise reaches through the grate and drags him down into the sewer. It was that was a it what it did not. Stick with me the way that the Tim Curry one did in terms of just like terrifying You're imagery. you 30 years older. Yes. <laughs> if I had seen that as a kid, I probably Pissed would have pants. wet my pants <laughs> because it was infinitely more terrifying. The way his eyes like went different, they turned yellow, which it didn't do that in the, in the original miniseries. Pennywise's eyes are very, very bright blue. When he's not being an evil monster with a, you know, head full of teeth. But one of the things that Georgie notices, and it says it in the book, the book is why are his eyes yellow? They had just been really bright blue. And right after that, Pennywise attacks him. So even that little subtle thing was something that the miniseries didn't do. And then his eyes, like drifted in two separate directions. Yeah, like chameleon eyes. Yeah, and then his mouth opens, and it's just this maw filled with rows and rows and rows of, like, razor-sharp teeth, and he straight just jacks onto Georgie's bicep and rips his arm right off. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> just brutal.
0: But so, I just, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was... I mean, that's a hell of a way to start a movie. Yes. Because <laughs> it already sets the bar... All right Way here's high. your bar. Yeah. Uh, now, one thing I will say, and this is something I kind of mentioned afterwards, uh, and I know due to time constraints and everything, because it was two hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah, which you know, old, old, uh, old almost at old Chicago fucking pizza. I don't know why I haven't had them in like a year. Old is that Hollywood. Place even open. Yeah, it is. Old Hollywood. You know, it was common for a four or five hour movie, and you'd have an intermission. Modern Hollywood, it's, you know, 90 minutes, if you're lucky. Yeah. So, two hours and 15 minutes, that's a long modern Hollywood movie. Yeah. Uh, So, I know that there was going to be some stuff they had to condense and gloss over. Yes. And it, this might be my only quote-unquote complaint about the movie. The bully seemed almost completely just glossed over. Like, he was meant to have a bigger part, and they just kind of had to, they had to chop it down. They had to severely neuter it just to fit it in there.
1: Which I completely understand. Uh, Henry Bowers is the name of the bully. And Henry Bowers is a huge part of the Losers' lives. And in some way, he's almost an extension of it.
0: See, and that was going to be my my question yeah. for you, is the way I kind of viewed him as Pennywise was essentially using him to distribute extra terror.
1: Yes, the idea was, is that, okay, oh God,
0: it's... Look, go ahead, it's a spoiler it's, cast. Oh so. God,
1: it's so deep though. Okay, so it, all right, let's get a few things out of the way right now. If you've never read the book and you've seen the miniseries, one of the most common things that I hear about people saying in the miniseries is, it's a goddamn spider, at the end of the miniseries, when it is revealed, it's a fucking spider. Or a spider-like organism. It's not a fucking spider. It's whatever it wants to be. Think Gozer the Destructor. <laughs> That's the best approximation I can give you. Think Gozer the Destructor. It's whatever it wants to be.
0: And then it just it defaults to the clown it because a lot of people are It defaults to the clown
1: because people... If Ideally, okay... Ideally, um, there are parts in the book where you're actually subjected to it thinking. So you get to understand a little bit from its perspective. Um, It uses the clown as a default when it can't nail down a specific fear. Because what child doesn't love a clown? Or what child isn't terrified of a clown already? The clown
0: is its default. I mean, it's a good default. Yes,
1: yes. It chose the spider because at the time during the book, the person who was most focused on it, and I can't recall exactly who it was, it was terrified of spiders. And that's why it defaulted to the spider. Um, it's whatever it wants to be. It can be anything, and it is basically nothing. It's the antithesis of life. It's the antithesis of existence. It's supposed, um, it's theorized, I should say, that it is actually a function of creation. It's um, uh, the opposite of existence. I it's, don't know what that is. It's
0: or, like the void is what I would think that yeah, is. Yeah,
1: it's basically like just the yeah. empty outside, where there's nothing. It's a personification of that. So, it is formless, ethereal, and doesn't necessarily exist along the same lines as we understand existence.
0: It's from the space between spaces. That's not
1: even <laughs> wrong.
0: I hate that line. <laughs> yeah, but the,
1: even that's not wrong. It's it's really just theorized as to what it actually is.
0: Well, but it's, it's just the counterbalance.
1: Yes, it's it's the opposite of life. Um, it's entropy. That's the word I was looking for. It is basically entropy. It's the opposite of motion and life and light and everything. It's the exact opposite. Um. But. It's also hungry. It needs to feed. So it finds its way to Earth somehow. Don't ask for an explanation because I do not have one. I invite you to tweet to Stephen King and ask, what the fuck is it? And see if he can tell you because I don't even know. Um,
0: I'm not even sure he really knows. Yeah.
1: He'll probably <laughs> Besides, tell you. it's the
0: glue that glues all of his stories together.
1: If I was him, I would just be a dick and I'd be like, it's whatever it wants to be. <laughs> Um, man. so that's what basically it is. It realizes that these kids, these seven kids together have somehow tapped into its opposite. They're actually very powerful when they're all together, which they touch on in the movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Together, we heard it. Because together, their belief makes them strong and they can oppose it. It then basically deputizes Henry Bowers to try to take him out to get them off its back. That was his basic function. He started out as just a bully. And then through the the story, he became worse and worse and worse and worse. Eventually culminating in what we see in the movie when he kills his dad. And then he goes into the sewers after the Losers Club to kill them. He ultimately fails, is exposed to it in one of its purer forms, and his hair turns white and he goes crazy.
0: So so he doesn't now. in the new movie. It's kind of implied that he just it's implied that he dies.
1: It's implied that he dies in the new movie, in the original story and in the miniseries. His hair turns white and he goes crazy. And then he admits to killing all the kids. From that summer in 59.
0: So it has a... a scapegoat.
1: scapegoat, And then uh, some other things happen, which... If it... We'll see what happens, in, because yes, it is going to be sequelized. It's already in production. Um, but... Uh,
0: to be fair, it's not even... It's more just the other part of the story that you yes, tell. Yes,
1: yes. So. Um, but uh in the we'll have to see what happens and then we can discuss what happened in the future for Henry Bowers in the original
0: but well, we can uh, still discuss story. it now eventually
1: he spends his life uh the the 27 years in between uh in an insane asylum and then once it realizes that they're all coming back to try to finish it off uh it drafts him again So he plays a huge part in the book. Um, Stephen King has a real penchant for the bully. Uh, most of his stories have the bully in them. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's Henry Bowers in a nutshell. He's basically just its
0: So I was right. He, he is supposed to have a bigger much role. Bigger role. Just much bigger role. Much bigger
1: role. Yeah, he was he was only a slight annoyance to the Losers Club in the 2017 movie. He was a much bigger deal. In the book and in the miniseries.
0: So let's we we're already talking. We were already talking about Pennywise or it yeah. A little bit. What did you think of his costume for the movie? It was like pure Stark white. Yep. You know, had the, or the makeup and all that. What did you? you know What did I you loved think it. about that.
1: I loved his look. Uh, he's. Described as a mix between, he he makes people think of uh, Clarabelle or Bozo in terms of what he looks like as a clown.
0: Yeah, he's kind of Bozoish.
1: That's what they went for in in this version is making him look like a cross between those two, which he really is. Um, He's, okay, so again, I'm a little morbid. He's both endearing and terrifying to me. Like if, if if that clown is so creepy that I would, (laughs) (laughs) oh, look at you. (laughs) Yeah. You're fucking great, man. If I saw that clown in real life. Um, and he also manages to pull off the absolutely terrifying with just like simple facial expressions. You know, even his smile is like...
0: The fact that when he was talking, he was actually drooling the whole time, too. Did you notice oh, that? Oh,
1: yes. That was one thing I wanted to point out in the Georgie scene, that when he was talking to Georgie, as he became more and more excited, he started to drool.
0: Yeah, and drool more. And Georgie noticed it at one yes. point. It was like, what in the hell?
1: Yes. Uh, no, I thought that was absolutely fantastic. Just a nice little touch that, you know, if you if you understood what it was all about, you would be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's savoring the meal to come, and he's mm-hmm. drooling at it. Yeah, no, I thought that was brilliant. Just a tiny little thing, but so brilliant. Yeah, the costume I thought was great. Yeah. The look of him. The buck teeth, like I said, at first I was like, what's with the buck teeth? And then I noticed they're fucking razors. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, totally, totally buy it. That's perfect. Because he's, again, he's both creepy and endearing and terrifying which is what a clown encompasses if you take all reactions to a clown yeah you either love them find them creepy or absolutely terrifying and he pulls off that that whole mystique the whole gamut he runs the whole gamut just
0: so well so i guess oh fuck i lost what i was gonna ask hold on (laughs) i'm i'm really tired 'Cause I know the listeners probably don't really care, but I had like a I've had fucked up allergies real bad for the last couple days and my throat. Allergies was all scratchy have been and, awful. And
1: mine have been awful all day today. If you haven't noticed, I'm a little nasally and sniffling so myself. I haven't
0: really been sleeping. <laughs> so my my brains kinda get to that point where it's like, mm, yeah, we could word or we could just zonk out. But, um Fucking hell. I'll think of it again eventually. So I guess my next point is what it is portraying to the kids. Like, their fears, like the leper, or, um, I'm trying to think of, like, Georgie, when the other, when Bill sees Georgie, well, I guess, never mind, that's a bad, that's a bad one. But, like, the ones where he's basically projecting the image while he's trying to, like, kill something else, or one of the other kids, Uh are those real? Like... Are they
1: physically there? Is that what yeah, you like, mean?
0: Could they just push through them if they wanted to?
1: No, no, it's an actual physical presence.
0: Okay, because there was a line where he hinted where they said it's you know it's all make believe it's not real. Is it? Is it really Bill or Bob? No, Billy. Yeah. So I was um, like, well, no, is or it's is it?
1: real. It's real. The danger is real. It has a physical form and mass. And, you know, if it if it takes the shape of something that has natural weapons like a bear or something like that, the result of being attacked would be the result of being attacked by a bear. Okay.
0: So I was thinking, you know, like when I can't remember his name, the medication kid was walking. There was the leper, Eddie. Yeah. Or Eddie was walking. There's the leopard. But you also see Pennywise in the back. Like is the leper actually? It's real. Real. OK, that that was what I was because they don't ever answer that in the movie they they hint towards the i don't know
1: it is both material and immaterial and omnipresent
0: so it, it can literally separate itself into like nine different things
1: yes and every single one of them is physically
0: real okay ouch sorry people i'm popping so i guess let's let's go ahead and do this what's the big differences because there's got to be some differences
1: well, the major difference for me um, is the fact that, and don't get me wrong, the miniseries does have a special place for me. You know, I grew up watching it; that image haunted me for many years.
0: <laughs> um,
1: actually, when I tried to watch it about four years later, I had to skip that scene. I had to fast forward to past start it because it 30 was thirty minutes yep, in the movie. It was still so terrifying to me, even a few years later. When it came out on VHS, yeah, yeah, VHS cassettes. Figure that out. Um, I still have some in my garage. Yeah, um, but I I had to skip past that part. It wasn't until like fifteen or sixteen when I could actually watch that part again. Um, so it has a special place for me. Uh, Tim Curry's portrayal of Pennywise is brilliant, but not in the way that Bill Skarsgård's portrayal of Pennywise is brilliant. Here's the thing. It is a movie about, it's a story, I should say, about fear. About the fundamental principles of fear. Tim Curry's Pennywise isn't terrifying. That image was haunting, but it wasn't because of Tim Curry. Any actor could have pulled that off. They could have done that in CG. Hell, I can direct you to a Korean motion comic. That has an image in me in there that is absolutely terrifying to me. I can't look at it.
0: <laughs> what is that one? Now now people are going to be curious. Oh, you would put me on the spot.
1: <coughs> oh, I can't think of it. Well, when you do. And when I do. Um,
0: May I excuse me? But it's
1: got an image in it that's absolutely terrifying. I can't stand to look at it. And they could have done something similar with any actor. So it's not Tim Curry- That made that image terrifying. The image itself was just terrifying. Tim Curry is hilarious. He's absolutely hilarious. His joke delivery, the voice that he uses, everything, his his facial expressions, everything about his portrayal of Pennywise is hilarious. And that's the problem. (laughs) It's not supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be terrifying. Bill Skarsgård, on the other hand, is terrifying. You you saw him, and he tells some jokes, and he you know he brings a little a little light humor into things, or some dark gallows humor, if you prefer. But he doesn't go past creepy into funny. He's never funny. He's just fucking creepy and terrifying. Yeah,
0: he leaves uh leaves it like the Joker in a few spots.
1: Yeah, um. You know, so there's it, it. That's a major difference between the original miniseries and the newest movie, is that it's terrifying. The new movie is terrifying and creepy and and disturbing. The original is mildly startling in a couple of places and mostly funny everywhere else. And then that's a big
0: difference. The to the book compared to the book now.
1: Well, okay. With me, printed media is not scary. Uh, it
0: it um, has a hard time being scary. I have,
1: a, I have a fantastic imagination, and when I read a book, I put myself into the story and I picture it in my head. It's a, it's a gift. It never scared me. I found it, in, uh, uh, I find the novel of it just engrossing and, and interesting, but I never find it scary. Um, there were actually a couple of spots. I am an old hand when it comes to horror movies. I mean, as if you haven't already figured out when I'm watching, you know, It at 10 and reading the book at 12, I'm an old hand when it comes to horror movies. I've seen it all.
0: He could retire right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's uh, put in his 30 years. Yes. Uh,
1: <laughs> there were a couple of places in this movie where I fucking jumped. And it wasn't I... because of a music sting. It really wasn't. It was because of the
0: image. The poor girl next to me started the movie off pretty good, but yeah. as it went on she got jumpier and jumpier.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's it's absolutely terrifying, and that was something that neither the book nor the original miniseries could do. They could not scare me. This movie actually was goddamn terrifying.
0: There there was a few suspenseful parts and I I don't you know, I didn't jump or get scared, but it was kinda like okay. Are you actually going to be able to do this type of thing?
1: When the, when the, um, when he bit Georgie's arm off, that was shocking because they've never actually pictured it. Even in the book, implied miniseries told in a line of dialogue later. This movie, <laughs> he just fucking downright chomps that bitch off. Um, the part where they're in the garage and they're viewing the slideshow, mm-hmm. when he comes out of the slideshow giant that one i jumped cuz of the the mouth and the and the giant yeah i jumped on that one um now
0: why did he disappear when they put sunlight into the room
1: it's just a it's a thing okay it's okay um he, it refers to what it's doing as seasoning the meat, quote unquote, seasoning the meat. The reason why it's terrifying them over and over and over and over and over that again, adrenaline going. it's getting that adrenaline going. He's getting it pumping all the time so that the fear becomes a part of them. And they're just constantly afraid because like a lot of people have asked me, why doesn't he just kill him out right? You know, why does he play around with them and, and have you
0: ever watched an apex predator? Yeah. They it play with their with food. Their
1: food um, and that's exactly what he's doing. He's toying with them, getting them into a state of fear that's so all encompassing that when he eats them, that adrenaline is, is in their blood constantly. Um uh, so that's why when the sunlight he just went ahead and left. Because, you know, you get the relief, and then the build-up, and the relief, and the build-up, and, you know, he underst- <laughs> it understands fear on a fundamental level.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. That's, that's its MO, yeah. so. <laughs> now, little funny side story. I guess it's not really a side story, but whatever. So I dropped you off, and I'm going back home, and it finally clicks for me. Because the whole time when he's, you know, we all float down here. Yeah. My brain... Sewer must be a poop joke. Oh no. The whole time I'm like, okay, it's just a poop joke. No. It didn't click until after I dropped Josh started going back home that the kids were floating around his house.
1: Yes. Um it also has to do with a uh a line. He actually takes the cue from Georgie because uh um he's offering Georgie and the original story and in the mini series, um He's offering him the boat, but he also offers him some balloons. And Georgie says, do they float? And Pennywise says, oh, yes, Georgie, they float. And when you're down here with me, you'll float too. And that's where that comes from. He took that cue from Georgie. So then you'll you'll float too, or we all float down here. That came from Georgie, his interaction with Georgie. So... Yeah, but you're right, Um, they're all floating in the air around Pennywise's uh, lair, or house, or whatever you want to call it. I was just
0: trying to figure out the significance, I'm like, it must just be a poop joke.
1: No, no, it was originally like a balloon slash boat thing, when George asked, do they float?
0: Hmm. Educational, folks. Yeah. So, I'm trying to... I had another question, and I can't think of it now. I'm just. I should have wrote these down <laughs> the the two minutes I had free. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you go ahead and kind of talk about whatever you want to talk about, and while I try to remember what I was going to ask.
1: The other thing that I found particularly terrifying was uh, Stan's fear. The lady in the painting.
0: Yeah. Whereas I, I like to gonna, call her the tall lady. That I was going to actually touch on that. She yeah. was probably creepier than actual Pennywise. Yes. <laughs> Like that's that was easily one of the most gone yeah
1: that was easily one of the most more terrifying images uh, in the movie was uh, what I'm calling the tall lady uh, Stan's particular fear uh, it's a lady in a painting it's a very like uh, surrealist
0: looks kind of like the scream a bit
1: yeah image of uh, sort like of a like puritan scream yeah. lady. Um, it's, a, it's a woman with a flute And her eyes are off-center And very close together And her face is sort of distorted and twisted And uh, I got the impression Because it never says And this isn't in the book um, I got the impression that Stan Had been terrified of this image as a child His whole life
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, So when it decides To start tormenting Stan It takes that form and it physically becomes the, the tall woman out of the painting, and she is creepy as fuck. Yeah. Especially at the point where she's down in the sewer, and she latches on to Stan's face.
0: Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's like, why didn't he finish Stan there? It's like, Kay. get him down.
1: In the original, they're they're nodding back to the original story. In the original story, um, Stan is captured by Henry Bowers, Belch Huggins, and Victor Chris. Uh, Victor Chris was the blonde guy with the flock of seagulls haircut. Mm -hmm. Belch was the big fat guy. With the trucker hat. With the trucker hat. And, of course, you know who Henry Bowers was. Um, They come down into the sewers to kill the Losers Club. Stan is lagging behind because Stan was always the member of the group who just did not want to be there. Do
0: you blame him? No, not at
1: all. (laughs) Stan was the arrow-straight, logical... This isn't empirically possible guy. Um in the uh just as a side note, um Stan is the one who actually sees the leper in the miniseries, not Eddie. Hmm. Eddie encounters Pennywise in the uh boys shower at school. Yeah. (laughs) Creepy. Um anyway, um, so anyway, uh, Henry and his friends capture Stan and they're getting ready to stab and kill him. And for some reason it p- picks that particular moment in time to come out and attack. And Stan is exposed to the deadlights. We'll get into that in a second. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm mean, like, I don't know people,
1: but Stan encounters it in it's in its nearest to pure form, which is the deadlights what comes to be called the Deadlights. That It's at that point that Henry, uh, t- his hair turns white and he goes crazy, and Victor and Belch are both killed and consumed by it. Uh, Stan looks into the Deadlights, but manages to get away. So I think what they were trying to do is nod back to that, that Stan got separated from the group and encountered it by himself.
0: Okay, yeah, because I was... Like, with Georgie, it was just... Yes, arm was off. Like, why are you sucking the like? Are you're not a dementor? So why right. are you like sucking his soul out very
1: slowly through his head? Right. It didn't make a, it didn't make a whole lot of sense unless you knew exactly what the whole thing was there. It could have been trying to pull Stan into the deadlights. You remember what happened to Beverly? Mm-hmm. He opens up his face and she sees the lights way back in there, mm-hmm. and then her eyes blur out and she's floating in the air. That was the deadlights. They basically erase your mind. Hmm. And gravity. Yeah. Try to think (laughs) of it in terms of like a spider paralyzing its victim. To be consumed later. Same basic principle. But its purest form is the deadlights, which is a light that just basically erases what you are. It, It leaves nothing but an empty husk. Hmm. Um, A lot of what the, the uh, Losers power comes from is their Belief in each other and As much as I hesitate to say it Quote unquote love And you know it's pretty Obvious that like you know It's very fairy tale true love's kiss Ben kisses Beverly and she comes right back You know that sort Of thing but it's very fairy tale At its core it is a very Fairy tale-esque Novel about the 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 forces of good triumphing over the forces of evil, using the power of of friendship and love. When you get right <laughs> down to it,
0: yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, um, and I did one thing. I was kind of wondering. It's like, okay, Ben, the new kid, uh-huh. he's the only one that ever fights back. Like until they start throwing rocks at him. Ben is.
1: Ben is actually kind of a badass.
0: No, that's the thing. It's like this: the little chubby dude's actually kind of a badass.
1: Yes, Ben is the bravest and toughest out of the the losers' club. Some might think it's Bill, but I don't. I don't think so.
0: Bill's kind of a whiny bitch. Yeah. Now I I know his brother died, yes. and I, I, that would affect people.
1: Yeah. Bill is uh, Bill is generally recognized to be the leader. But I guess if you, you had to pick a role for Ben, Ben's the muscle. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Ben's Ben's the tough guy who doesn't let people push him around, push the group around for very long. But, you
0: know, he got that H cut in and just kicks him in the fucking junk and yep. rolls
1: down the hill. Yep. He was one of the first to really take a stand against Henry Bowers, and during the Rock fight, uh, it didn't come up... Um, Originally, it was 90.
0: 1990. 1990, okay. Um... Because I think the one kid is in Stranger Things. Yep. When when uh, um, Richie is one of the main characters in Stranger yeah. Things.
1: Um, that's another thing I wanted to point out. I'm not a fan of child actors. I think they're terrible. These kids didn't do a bad job. These kids did fucking fantastic. Never once did I say, "Ah, oh, fuck this kid."
0: <laughs> it's working. Yeah. <laughs> now
1: this
0: never, is yeah, never <laughs> Never
1: once did I say, "Fuck this kid." Not once, not for any of them. They were all fantastic. Um that was my biggest fear going in is that, "Oh god, a bunch of fucking tweens are the main characters of this movie." I'm going to get about 30 minutes in and want to kill myself. <laughs> Never happened. Um, but as I was saying, during the rock fight, um, they just throw rocks in the 2017 movie. Mm-hmm. In the book and in the original series, it's a lot more involved than that. And Beverly gets hit in the arm by a rock. And Ben just fucking snaps and goes and attacks Henry Bowers. Physically. Like He runs over there, tackles him, and starts punching him.
0: She just let him finish him off. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um... <laughs> So you know, Ben is definitely the 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 tough guy, the muscle of the group, and they played it straight. You know, um, <clears throat> Beverly and Bill sort of had a thing for each other as children. It does carry over a little bit into an uh, into adulthood, um, but Beverly, in some small way, always loved Ben too. So they played it straight. So, you're going to think to yourself, oh man, this little chubby fat kid does everything for her, and she goes for the good looking scrawny kid. Yeah,
0: for now. Well, and you know, <laughs> he's also the new kid, so mm-hmm. she hasn't really known him. Yeah, and they at all.
1: establish, you know, that Ben and Beverly, or uh, Bill and Beverly have known them, each other for a long time. And that. Um, so,
0: it was Bill. Bill, does he have a stutter in the book? In the yes, and mid- it's perna-
1: okay. It's significantly worse in the book and in the miniseries. Like it's very subtle because first- it happens occasionally. But no, he 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 the 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 st- 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 stutters c- 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 constantly through 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 through,
0: through the b- 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 book. Wow, that's that's almost too much.
1: <laughs> it, but it's that bad. Oof. Um, but I and was the, watching
0: it, you know, never reading or seeing it originally, yeah. and the first time he stuttered, I'm like, wait, did he just stutter and they left yeah. that in there? Very then subtle. Then he started stuttering again, I'm like, okay, he, his character must... Yes, Bill has a
1: pronounced stutter that grew, had grown exponentially worse after Georgie's death.
0: It was a he stress used to, mechanism.
1: Yeah, before, stu- before um, Georgie's death, he stuttered occasionally. Um... But it wasn't that bad. Unless you put him on the spot in front of a lot of people, then he would lose his shit. Um, but after Georgie died, constantly, all the time, it, it was literally like, y- y- I'm guessing you've seen Billy Madison. Yeah. Yeah. When the kid's trying b- to b- read. B- b-
0: spit yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah. You find yourself sitting there like, today, junior. junior. Yeah.
1: You really do. Like, oh, my God. will you just fucking spit it out already
0: get on with it yeah get on with it
1: <laughs> so yeah it's really bad in the book um still pretty bad in the uh the miniseries not as pronounced in the and a
0: stutter is not a ghost movie easy thing to pull off if if it's not an actual stutter
1: Mm-mm. so
0: but yeah I was just and then the part where he basically kind of chews them all out like well he didn't even stutter once yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that would
1: have been a lot more poignant had the stutter been worse. But I can see why they wouldn't want it to
0: be. It would bog down the. Yeah, the it movie. would really
1: bog down the dialogue. It did in the miniseries. I found myself often during the miniseries, like I know what you're going to say, asshole. Just spit it out.
0: Yeah, and that's.
1: And I don't want to yeah. take anything away from from that young man. Um, I can't think of his name. Um, tragically, the poor kid killed himself original... The kid who played Bill in the original hmm. miniseries. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Um, he did a fantastic job. Jonathan Brandis. Jonathan Brandis was the kid's name. Uh, he did some other things, too. But uh, he killed himself in his teenage years, so very sad. But hmm. I did find myself many times during the miniseries just wanting to be like, today, Junior. Um. But yeah, not as pronounced in the newest movie. Um, not that I miss it. <laughs> so, no, it's,
0: it's a yeah, it's a good thing. It sounds like. yeah. So now, I think everyone, because of this new movie and the way that the media has jumped all over, uh, we all know about the sex scene to get out oh at the end. I'm, and I'm not want to talk about that. I want to talk about. Something else because you had said that there's way worse stuff in the book,
1: yes. than just that sex scene. Uh, how so about it's
0: heavily implied that uh, Bev's dad was a molester of her,
1: yes. Um, in the book and in the miniseries, he's physically abusive, it's Someone never implicit. Wub-wubbin. yeah, it's never implicitly uh, uh, implied that he is sexually molesting her, although at some point in the book, it does become apparent that he wants to. Okay. But never does. In this, it's downright obvious.
0: Yeah, it's a little creepy. Like her, yeah. her dad was just about as creepy as uh Pennywise. Pennywise.
1: And um it's implied in the novel um that it was a guise of Pennywise in some form or another that told Beverly's dad who his name's Alvin, Alvin Marsh that told Mr. Marsh that Beverly <laughs> had been running around... <laughs> what?
0: South Park. <laughs> Randy Marsh. <laughs> oh, yeah. It
1: took me a minute. Um, but told uh, Beverly's dad that she had been running around with the Losers Club all summer. Hmm. It's, it's heavily implied because Beverly's like, who told you this, Daddy? Who told you that I've been running around with boys all summer? And he won't say So it's implied that it's some guise of it that passed along that information in an effort to break up the group further.
0: Hmm. So does she actually kill her dad? No. No, he's not dead. Okay, I didn't... No, she moves away. In the 2017 movie, it looks
1: like she kills him. No, she just brained him. He's not dead.
0: Okay, because I'm like, there's a lot of blood. Yeah. Then I was like, "Well, is that Pennywise that she smashed? Because Pennywise is right there." So I was just kind of like, "You know what? I don't. I don't know."
1: It's never really said that I can recall exactly how Beverly dealt with the fallout after that. Um, because there is a point where he basically physically assaults her. He basically, in the original book, this doesn't happen in the miniseries, in the original book, he wants to inspect whether her hymen is intact. Okay. Um, and she won't let him, and a fight ensues and she escapes the house, but it's never really said what happened after that. Hmm. How she got away from there. Um... In the 2017 movie, she moves to, uh,
0: to Portland. Or, I think she said yeah. Portland. I think uh,
1: to an aunt's house, and that's how she got away. Um, I mean, during the 80s, child abuse, when mentioned, would have been dealt with by the police pretty, you know, handily. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 50s, when the story originally took place, nobody would have paid it any no. mind, so unless like, like well, the child the kid was must dead. Been doing something yeah. wrong. Um, so you know it makes sense for her to get out that way. They all separate through you know different means. Um, in the original source material, the only person who stays behind in Derry is Mike, Mike Hanlon.
0: Which one? The black kid. Yes. Sorry. Everybody else. I know that sounds yeah. racist, but I'm not as familiar. He's with not, not as versed
1: with the with the material as I am. Um, he's the only one who stays behind. He basically mans the lighthouse.
0: Well, he, I'm going to say he stays in the outskirts of Derry, though, doesn't he?
1: He eventually moves into Derry proper.
0: Oof. Didn't work out well for his parents.
1: Well, no, it didn't. Um, which is kind of weird because in the original story, Mike's parents are both alive. And are probably the best parents hmm. for all the kids in the book. The way I... It doesn't really talk about Stan's parents. It doesn't really mention Richie's parents. Eddie's mother is almost spot on she's a giant fat lady who's overprotective of her son because her husband left her and she's so absolutely terrified of Eddie leaving her that he pre she pretends he's sick to exert
0: control. I've known some people in real life that have done that. Um, uh, except the mother is now dead, killed by the daughter.
1: Yeah, oh. there's that. um, uh, Bill's parents basically treat him like he doesn't exist.
0: Well, cause Georgie's
1: dead. Georgie's dead. Yeah, they're, so
0: they're dealing with the process in that, their own way. that
1: thing. Um, and of course, Beverly's dad is pretty much spot on. Um, Ben, his, he has a single mother trying to support him. She seems to be a caring, nurturing lady, but she's too busy. She works, you know, night job and everything like that and barely gets to see him and, so he's neglected, but with sort of a good cause. So it's kind of one of those odd... She's taking care things. of him, but... Yeah, but it, she's not there. there for him. Um, which he doesn't mind. He understands. He seems like a
0: smart kid, he's so a it v- seems like he would ben understand Ben is a it.
1: super smart kid. Um, in adulthood, he becomes like an eminent um, architect. And he works on like... Like a uh, some broadcasting tower for um the um BBC.
0: Hmm.
1: Like he builds their central tower and, and all kinds of stuff. Like he's an eminent uh um architect. So very smart kid.
0: So what is Well, I guess you said Mike's the only one that stays back to yeah. do that. So they all eventually it sounds like in the book they all come back, back 27 years later yes. just now do they know that kids are missing or do they come back just to mike make sure? does
1: they, okay huge spoiler huge spoiler right now um this isn't even in the movie we just watched this is information outside of that Um, we'll let you know when I'm done talking about this spoiler
0: we didn't specify what we were spoiling
1: Um, they forget when they leave
0: that doesn't surprise me
1: Mike is the only one who remembers and when he calls them they start to remember again and the killings start up 27 years later so it was it wasn't dead
0: Um, I mean, we saw him basically run away so he couldn't get killed. Yes.
1: Uh, He also, like, pretends to be dead in the original novel and the miniseries. He pretends to be dead to escape because he's badly, badly wounded. Um, So he pretends to escape or pretends to be dead so he can escape. And uh, his feeding cycles interrupted. And he wakes up 27 years later. And starts again, and Mike calls in the Losers Club, who all promptly started to forget as soon as they left town.
0: May that that makes sense, because yeah. it would almost seem like it would be its way of protecting itself, is to force them to forget it if they leave. Like, you left my zone of influence, you're yes. going to forget it. Yep. So, so does Mike have an outhouse when he mo- <laughs> when he moves into town because I wouldn't have fucking sewer. No. Um he works
1: at uh, the library, the dairy library, and he's not worried about it because Ben has already established that it only works in 27-year cycles. So he knows he's got 27 years where it's not going to do anything.
0: Then I go on a year-long vacation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and after 27 years when the killings start up again he knows then that it's it's not dead and that's when he makes the phone calls
0: so does i assuming it knows that they all left but does he not remember that Mike stayed or
1: he knows that Mike stayed um but his power over adults is limited because adults don't believe yeah um mike believes um but you know he's not it isn't as afraid of them as adults as it was when they were children, because the belief of children is much stronger than the belief of adults, even if they know the thing is real. You know, the belief of a child is much stronger. So it doesn't see Mike alone as a threat.
0: But it just would almost to me it would almost seem like well, I'll just go kill him first, that way it's Yeah. And you know,
1: and in, in in a in a, in a logic in a logical universe, that would be like my first step. You pick them off. In a story by universe, you've got to move the story along. And if Mike suddenly gets killed, nothing happens. It just continues to feed for the rest of the year. And then it goes to sleep for 27 years and it does it again and again and or again and again. Mike's at it, death you know.
0: brings back the loser club. But they don't remember. But they would come back for his funeral and then they would. Why would they come back for his funeral? They don't remember. They don't remember him. No. Oh, okay. I thought They don't even remember each other. The way that I assumed, the way that I was understanding is they just forgot about the events. No, they, they forgot remembered.
1: everything. Um, Bill forgets about Georgie.
0: Hmm. Okay, then.
1: He remembers that he had a brother that died, but he doesn't remember how or why. He just remembers <laughs> he had a brother that died.
0: Okay, then I misinterpreted that.
1: Yeah, no, they forget, they forget
0: everything. When you said they forget. Everything.
1: They remember they grew up in Derry. But they don't remember their friends, they don't remember each other, they don't remember specific circumstances, they don't remember it at all. So, they don't remember one another at all.
0: Okay, see, the way I understand... I they could see each other was...
1: in the street, and they would not recognize one another.
0: And then I missed... The way that yeah. you, it was originally said, I thought they just forgot about the the situation of it. No, they still forget. Remembered, you know, everybody
1: else. They forget everything
0: Um was there anything else in particular you were wanting to talk about?
1: No, just that visually it's fantastic. I mean, even at the end with that like over the <laughs> over the top like clown dancing scene, the fact that his face remained still with that disgusted expression while his body was was going through the motions of this like over the top dance, oh, that's just creepy as shit. <laughs> Um, when he comes out all huge, when his mouth opens and it's just row after row of of little tiny razor sharp teeth, just yeah. Oh, and I enjoyed
0: I, the fridge where he like collapsed out yes, of the fridge and was and his was all back twisted together. up
1: and everything. Yes, or when he's Georgie and then he re inflates himself back to normal size and yeah, just all those little things. Like that were just so well done. Yeah, I I couldn't have been more impressed. I went into the movie with zero expectations because I'm like, I don't want to get my hopes up. I didn't read any reviews, any information, anything at all. I saw images of Pennywise and I thought he looked great. Um, but I really didn't want to have an opinion of any kind when I walked in. And... Even if I had walked in excited, I would not have felt let down. It was just that good.
0: And you even wore a Pennywise shirt.
1: Yes, yes. Um, like, you know, uh, Pennywise was, you know, like I said, he was kind of a defining childhood horror icon for me.
0: And I didn't have any Pennywise shirt, so were my Killer, killer Clowns, clowns from, from Outer Space. <laughs> like which fits. is
1: so appropriate because it's like implied at first that Pennywise is an alien.
0: Yeah, so you know, he, he
1: lands on Earth and starts eating people, which is exactly what the Killer Clowns from Outer Space do. They yep. land on Earth and start eating people. So it's, yeah, no, it, the irony is not lost on me. It's it's a perfect...
0: I spent 15 minutes trying to remember what drawer I put that shirt yeah. in. So
1: <laughs> no, I just got that Pennywise shirt. In red in hindsight, I wish I had gotten one with the Skarsgard Pennywise on it, because the one I have is the Curry Pennywise. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna be on the hunt for a Skarsgard Pennywise Oh, t-shirt. I'm sure they'll
0: have it like hot topic or yeah. something here within the month.
1: Yeah. Um, I'd be surprised if they don't already. So definitely if you read the book and didn't see the mini series. Or if you saw the miniseries and didn't read the book, or if you're not familiar with it at all, please do yourself a favor if you're any kind of fan of horror at all.
0: And don't take a little kid.
1: Don't, for the and love of God. That movie will fuck him up. You will damage that child forever. Take it firsthand from a person <laughs> who was damaged forever by it. Um, when
0: I was driving home last night, I was actually looking at the sewer grates. Yes. Not to see, you know, like, oh my God, I see down there, but like a... Did anybody put any glowing eyes or anything apparently, in the sewer um,
1: Apparently there was a city in Pennsylvania where people were running around town. Tying the balloons. Tying red balloons to the sewer grates. They did it
0: up in Fort Leonard Wood too. Did
1: they? Yeah. Um, and apparently there was a rash of people walking around in creepy clown costumes.
0: What do you think is going to happen?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> Give it a couple months. I, I would we'll not recommend
1: down. it. Um, it's, you know, in some places it might be here. a good way to get shot. So, you know, be aware of that.
0: Not everybody's a big fan of clowns. Yeah. Um, Was there any other little thing you wanted to talk about, book-wise, original miniseries, or the new one? No. I, I do like that they
1: were true enough to the source material that you could recognize it for what it was, but they decided to go their own way and really, like, change some things up. Like, the scene with the the uh, 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 slideshow, the slideshow yeah. scene in the garage. Originally, that takes place in a book that the kids are looking at. It's the book that Ben is looking at. It's a history of... Uh, no, it's a photograph that Mike Hanlon's dad has of a history of Dairy. And as they're flipping through the book, they keep seeing these images of Pennywise throughout Dairy's history. Um, and one of the... One of the pictures comes alive and Pennywise torment taunts them out of the, the picture. I thought the slideshow scene was fucking way better.
0: Now, the way I would have done the slideshow scene, and I don't know if they tried or not, but I would have had it where we could easily visually see that they unplugged the machine and it was still going. going. Yeah.
1: yeah, they implied that they had shut it off. They kick it over and it's still going, you know, they go out of their way to try to make it stop and it's just going on its own. And then Pennywise comes out and he's giant.
0: Yeah. Like and, the size of the garage
1: and fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like I probably would sit down, put my thumb in my mouth and promptly wet my pants. <laughs> uh, so kudos to them for not doing that. But beyond that, no. I mean, I mean they
0: weren't far from me. Yeah.
1: No, I can't. Recommend that you go see this movie enough. It's absolutely fantastic.
0: Yeah, and I don't. I will buy this one on DVD, and I think this will probably be my first quote unquote horror movie on DVD because I don't think Predator is a horror movie. No, I don't. I don't call that a horror movie. No. Um, those I mean, are all action.
1: You can see at my movie library up there. There are damn few horror movies up there. Yeah. I'm really picky.
0: Like I don't have the Halloweens. I don't have the Nightmare nope. on Elm Street. Those the, are just slasher the films. They're not scary. Yeah, I don't have any of those. Like the conjuring might be the closest thing to a and I quote quote, quote, horror movie. And I hated it. But I don't call that a horror movie, I call that yeah. suspense movie. Yeah.
1: I hated that. That's that I can't stand um paranormal horror movies. I think they're terrible. Ghosts, demons, all that shit. I don't find them terrifying. Read the
0: stuff about those two. That Bob and Lorraine. They're interesting people, people. And the yeah. things
1: that they've, inter- they've, they've encountered are interesting. But I'm, I don't believe in the paranormal. So I don't find paranormal movies you know, where ghosts or demons are the primary antagonist to be terrifying. It is only terrifying on a visual level. It's not terrifying on a fundamental level. Like, I'm not terrified of clowns. I'd never be terrified of clowns. It's just a no. guy in a in a costume, you know. Um, but, you know, visually, you know, if I saw somebody coming at me in that Pennywise costume who looked like that, you know, I'd probably pull out my bitch be good just in case. <laughs> but, you know... Uh, you know, I wouldn't find that terrifying, but it manages to be terrifying on a more, like, fundamental visual level.
0: There's your Vision Con costume, There's oh,
1: Pennywise. You know how many people are going to be dressed up as clowns? Yeah, Just but if Pennywise you do himself? the
0: new Pennywise, it'll be different. It'll, yeah. Because it'll be harder to do.
1: Much harder. Like, finding that whole outfit, I guess I could put it together, but, you know, whatever. But no, that's about all I have to say. Just, for the love of God, do yourself a favor and go see it.
0: Yeah, and, um... If you have any sort of <laughs> recommendations that you want to hear, um let us know. I you know, we'll just yeah, just let us know if there's something you want to hear, if there's something you want us to even revisit and see if we've changed our opinions on it. Oh sure. Um at this point though I do believe we can quit any time we want. But where's the fun in that? Good night everyone. And that does it for another episode of The Geekaholics! What crazy shenanigans will our hosts get into next? Join us on the next fun-filled episode to find out! Same geek time, same geek channel!